This is day 27 of our daily Bible reading. We will be going through Numbers chapters 14 through 18 today. Lord God, thank you for this time to study your word, to examine its truth, and where we stand in all of this. And Lord, that we are not worthy of you, but yet you have given us the opportunity to know you and to fellowship with you. And we thank you for that opportunity. As we enter into your word, Lord, please guide us into all truth through your Holy Spirit. Because without your words of life, we are lost and we have no hope. Please give us hope today. In the name of Jesus, amen. Then all the congregation lifted up their voices and cried, and the people wept that night. All the sons of Israel grumbled against Moses and Aaron, and the whole congregation said to them, Would that we had died in the land of Egypt, or would that we had died in this wilderness. Why is the Lord bringing us into this land to fall by the sword? Our wives and our little ones will become plunder. Would it not be better for us to return to Egypt? So they said to one another, Let us appoint a leader and return to Egypt. Then Moses and Aaron fell on their faces in the presence of all the assembly of the congregation of the sons of Israel, Joshua the son of Nun, and Caleb the son of Jephunneh, of those who had spied out the land, tore their clothes. And they spoke to all the congregation of the sons of Israel, saying, The land which we passed through to spy out is an exceedingly good land. If the Lord is pleased with us, then he will bring us into this land and give it to us, a land which flows with milk and honey. Only do not rebel against the Lord, and do not fear the people of the land, for they will be our prey. Their protection has been removed from them, and the Lord is with us. Do not fear them. But all the congregation said to stone them with stones. Then the glory of the Lord appeared in the tent of meeting to all the sons of Israel. The Lord said to Moses, How long will this people spurn me? And how long will they not believe in me, despite all the signs which I have performed in their midst? I will smite them with pestilence and dispossess them, and I will make you into a nation greater and mightier than they. But Moses said to the Lord, Then the Egyptians will hear of it, for by your strength you brought up this people from their midst, and they will tell it to the inhabitants of this land. They have heard that you, O Lord, are in the midst of this people, for you, O Lord, are seen eye to eye, while your cloud stands over them and you go before them in a pillar of cloud by day and in a pillar of fire by night. Now, if you slay this people as one man, then the nations who have heard of your fame will say, Because the Lord could not bring this people into the land, which he promised them by oath, therefore he slaughtered them in the wilderness. 
But now I pray, let the power of the Lord be great, just as you have declared. The Lord is slow to anger and abundant in loving kindness, forgiving iniquity and transgression. But he will by no means clear the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children to the third and the fourth generations. Pardon, I pray, the iniquity of this people according to the greatness of your loving kindness, just as you have also have forgiven this people from Egypt even until now. So the Lord said, I have pardoned them according to your word, but indeed, as I live, all the earth will be filled with the glory of the Lord. Surely all the men who have seen my glory and my signs which I performed in Egypt and in the wilderness, yet have put me to the test these ten times, and have not listened to my voice, shall by no means see the land which I swore to their fathers, nor shall any of those who spurned me see it. But my servant Caleb, because he has had a different spirit, and has followed me fully, I will bring into the land which he entered, and his descendants shall take possession of it. Now the Amalekites and the Canaanites live in the valleys, turn tomorrow and set out to the wilderness by the way of the Red Sea. The Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, saying, How long shall I bear with this evil congregation who are grumbling against me? I have heard the complaints of the sons of Israel, which they are making against me. Say to them, As I live, says the Lord, just as you have spoken in my hearing, so I will surely do to you. Your corpses will fall in this wilderness, even all your numbered men, according to your complete number from twenty years old and upward, who have grumbled against me. Surely you shall not come into the land in which I swore to settle you, except Caleb the son of Jephunneh and Joshua the son of Nun. Your children, however, whom you said would become a prey, I will bring them in, and they will know the land which you have rejected. But as for you, your corpses will fall in this wilderness. Your sons shall be shepherds for forty years in the wilderness, and they will suffer for your unfaithfulness, until your corpses lie in the wilderness. According to the number of days which you spied out the land, forty days, for every day you shall bear your guilt a year, even forty years, and you will know my opposition. I, the Lord, have spoken. Surely this I will do to all this evil congregation who are gathered together against me. In this wilderness they shall be destroyed, and there they will die. As for the men whom Moses sent to spy out the land, and who returned and made all the congregation grumble against him by bringing out a bad report concerning the land, even those men who brought out the very bad report of the land died by a plague before the Lord. 
but Joshua, the son of Nun, and Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, remained alive out of those men who went to spy out the land. When Moses spoke these words to all the sons of Israel, the people mourned greatly. In the morning, however, they rose up early and went up to the ridge of the hill country, saying, Here we are. We have indeed sinned, but we will go up to the place which the Lord has promised. But Moses said, Why then are you transgressing the commandment of the Lord? when it will not succeed. Do not go up, or you will be struck down before your enemies, for the Lord is not among you. For the Amalekites and the Canaanites will be there in front of you, and you will fall by the sword, inasmuch as you have turned back from following the Lord. And the Lord will not be with you. But they went up heedlessly to the ridge of the hill country, Neither the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord nor Moses left the camp. Then the Amalekites and the Canaanites who lived in that hill country came down and struck them and beat them down as far as Hormah. Now the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Say to the sons of Israel, When you enter the land which you are to live, which I am giving you, then make an offering by fire to the Lord, a burnt offering, or a sacrifice to fulfill a special vow, or as a freewill offering, or in your appointed times, to make a soothing aroma to the Lord, from the herd or from the flock. The one who presents his offering shall present to the Lord a grain offering of one-tenth of an ephah of fine flour mixed with one-fourth of a hen of oil, and you shall prepare wine for the drink offering, one-fourth of a hen, with the burnt offering, or for the sacrifice, for each lamb. Or for a ram you shall prepare as a grain offering two-tenths of an ephah of fine flour, mixed with one-third of a hen of oil. And for the drink offering you shall offer one-third of a hen of wine as a soothing aroma to the Lord. When you prepare a bull as a burnt offering or a sacrifice to fulfill a special vow, or for peace offerings to the Lord, then you shall offer with the bull a grain offering of three-tenths of an ephah of fine flour, mixed with one-half a hen of oil. And you shall offer as the drink offering one-half a hen of wine as an offering by fire, as a soothing aroma to the Lord. Thus it shall be done for each ox, or each ram, or for each of the male lambs, or of the goats. According to the number that you prepare, so you shall do for everyone according to their number. All who are native shall do these things in this manner, in presenting an offering by fire, as a soothing aroma to the Lord. If an alien sojourns with you, or one who may be among you throughout your generations, and he wishes to make an offering by fire as a soothing aroma to the Lord, just as you do, so he shall do. As for the assembly, there shall be one statute for you 
and for the alien who sojourns with you, a perpetual statute throughout your generations, as you are. So shall the alien be before the Lord. There is to be one law and one ordinance for you and for the alien who sojourns with you. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the sons of Israel and say to them, When you enter the land where I bring you, then it shall be that when you eat of the food of the land, you shall lift up an offering to the Lord. Of the first of your dough, you shall lift up a cake as an offering, and as an offering of the threshing floor, so you shall lift it up. From the first of your dough, you shall give to the Lord an offering throughout your generations. But when you unwittingly fail and do not observe all these commandments which the Lord has spoken to Moses, even all that the Lord has commanded you through Moses, from the day when the Lord gave commandment and onward throughout your generations, then it shall be, if it is done unintentionally, without the knowledge of the congregation, that all the congregation shall offer one bowl for a burnt offering, as a soothing aroma to the Lord, with its grain offering and its drink offering, according to the ordinance, and one male goat for a sin offering. Then the priest shall make atonement for all the congregation of the sons of Israel, and they will be forgiven, for it was an error. And they have brought their offering, an offering by fire to the Lord, and their sin offering before the Lord for their error. So all the congregation of the sons of Israel will be forgiven, with the alien who sojourns among them, for it happened to all the people through error. Also, if one person sins unintentionally, then he shall offer one, a one-year-old female goat for a sin offering. The priest shall make atonement before the Lord for the person who goes astray when he sins unintentionally, making atonement for him that he may be forgiven. You shall have one law for him who does anything unintentionally. For him who is native among the sons of Israel, and for the alien who sojourns among them. But the person who does anything defiantly, whether he is native or an alien, that one is blaspheming the Lord, and that person shall be cut off from among his people. Because he has despised the word of the Lord and has broken his commandment, that person shall be completely cut off. His guilt will be on him. Now while the sons of Israel were in the wilderness, they found a man gathering wood on the Sabbath day. Those who found him gathering wood brought him to Moses and Aaron and to all the congregation. And they put him in custody because it had not been declared what should be done to him. Then the Lord said to Moses, The man shall surely be put to death. All the congregation shall stone him with stones outside the camp. So all the congregation brought him outside the camp and stoned him to death with stones. 
just as the Lord had commanded Moses. The Lord also spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the sons of Israel, and tell them that they shall make for themselves tassels on the corners of their garments throughout their generations, and that they shall put on the tassels of each corner a cord of blue. It shall be a tassel for you to look at and remember all the commandments of the Lord, so as to do them, and not follow after your own heart and after your own eyes, after which you have played the harlot, so that you may remember to do all my commandments and be holy to your God. I am the Lord your God who brought you out from the land of Egypt to be your God. I am the Lord your God. Now Korah, the son of Izhar, the son of Kohath, the son of Levi, with Dathan and Abiram, the sons of Eliab, and On, the son of Peleth, sons of Reuben, took action. And they rose up before Moses, together with some of the sons of Israel, 250 leaders of the congregation, chosen in the assembly, men of renown. They assembled together against Moses and Aaron, and said to them, You have gone far enough, for all the congregation are holy, every one of them, and the Lord is in their midst. So why do you exalt yourselves above the assembly of the Lord? When Moses heard this, he fell on his face, and he spoke to Korah and all his company, saying, Tomorrow morning the Lord will show who is his and who is holy, and will bring him near to himself, even the one whom he will choose. He will bring near to himself. Do this. Take censers for yourselves, Korah and all your company, and put fire in them, and lay incense upon them in the presence of the Lord tomorrow. And the man whom the Lord chooses shall be the one who is holy. You have gone far enough, you sons of Levi. Then Moses said to Korah, Hear now, you sons of Levi, is it not enough for you that the God of Israel has separated you from the rest of the congregation of Israel to bring you near to himself, to do the service of the tabernacle of the Lord, and to stand before the congregation to minister to them? And that he has brought you near, Korah, and all your brothers, sons of Levi, with you? And are you seeking for the priesthood also? Therefore you and all your company are gathered together against the Lord. But as for Aaron, who is he that you grumble against him? Then Moses sent a summons to Dathan and Abiram, the sons of Eliab. But they said, We will not come up. Is it not enough that you have brought us up out of a land flowing with milk and honey to have us die in the wilderness? But you would also lord it over us? Indeed, you have not brought us into a land flowing with milk and honey, nor have you given us an inheritance of field or vineyard. Would you put out the eyes of these men? 
we will not come up. Then Moses became very angry and said to the Lord, Do not regard their offering. I have not taken a single donkey from them, nor have I done harm to any of them. Moses said to Korah, You and all your company be present before the Lord tomorrow, both you and they along with Aaron. Each of you take his firepan and put incense in it, and each of you bring his censer before the Lord, two hundred and fifty firepans. Also you and Aaron shall bring his firepan. So they took his own censer and put fire in it and laid incense on it. And they stood at the doorway of the tent of meeting with Moses and Aaron. Thus Korah assembled all the congregation against them at the doorway of the tent of meeting. And the glory of the Lord appeared to all the congregation. Then the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, saying, Separate yourselves from among this congregation, that I may consume them instantly. But they fell on their faces and said, O God, God of the spirits of all flesh, when one man sins, will you be angry with the entire congregation? Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the congregation, saying, Get back from around the dwellings of Korah, Dathan, and Abiram. Then Moses arose and went to Dathan and Abiram, and the elders of Israel following him, and he spoke to the congregation, saying, Depart now from the tents of these wicked men, and touch nothing that belongs to them, or you will be swept away in all their sin. So they got back from around the dwellings of Korah, Dathan, and Abiram. And Dathan and Abiram came out and stood at the doorway of their tents, along with their wives and their sons and their little ones. Moses said, By this you shall know that the Lord has sent me to do all these deeds, for this is not my doing. If these men die the death of all men, or if they suffer the fate of all men, then the Lord has not sent me. But if the Lord brings about an entirely new thing, and the ground opens its mouth and swallows them up with all that is theirs, and they descend alive into Sheol, then you will understand that these men have spurned the Lord. As he finished speaking all these words, the ground that was under them split open, and the earth opened its mouth and swallowed them up, and their households and all the men who belonged to Korah with their possessions. So they and all that belonged to them went down alive to Sheol, and the earth closed over them, and they perished from the midst of the assembly. All Israel who were around them fled at their outcry, for they said, The earth may swallow us up. Fire also came forth from the Lord and consumed the two hundred and fifty men who were offering the incense. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Say to Eleazar, the son of Aaron the priest, 
that he shall take up the censers out of the midst of the blaze, for they are holy, and you scatter the burning coals abroad. As for the censers of these men who have sinned at the cost of their lives, let them be made into hammered sheets for a plating of the altar, since they did present them before the Lord, and they are holy, and they shall be for a sign to the sons of Israel. So Eleazar the priest took the bronze censers which the men who were burned had offered, and they hammered them out as a plating for the altar, as a reminder to the sons of Israel that no layman who is not of the descendants of Aaron should come near to burn incense before the Lord, so that he will not become like Korah and his company just as the Lord had spoken to him through Moses. But on the next day, all the congregation of the sons of Israel grumbled against Moses and Aaron, saying, You are the ones who have caused the death of the Lord's people. It came about, however, when the congregation had assembled against Moses and Aaron, that they turned toward the tent of meeting, and behold, the cloud covered it, and the glory of the Lord appeared. Then Moses and Aaron came to the front of the tent of meeting, and the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Get away from among this congregation, that I may consume them instantly. Then they fell on their faces. Moses said to Aaron, Take your censer and put it in fire from the altar and lay incense on it, then bring it quickly to the congregation and make atonement for them. For wrath has gone forth from the Lord, the plague has begun. Then Aaron took it as Moses had spoken, and ran into the midst of the assembly. For behold, the plague had begun among the people. So he put on the incense and made atonement for the people. He took his stand between the dead and the living, so that the plague was checked. But those who died by the plague were 14,700, besides those who died on account of Korah. Then Aaron returned to Moses at the doorway of the tent of meeting, for the plague had been checked. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the sons of Israel, and get from them a rod for each father's household, twelve rods from all their leaders according to their father's households. You shall write each name on his rod, and write Aaron's name on the rod of Levi, for there is one rod for the head of each of their father's households. You shall then deposit them in the tent of meeting, in front of the testimony, where I meet with you. It will come about that the rod of the man whom I choose will sprout. Thus I will lessen from myself the grumblings of the sons of Israel who are grumbling against you. Moses therefore spoke to the sons of Israel, and all their leaders gave him a rod apiece, for each leader according 
to their fathers' households. Twelve rods, with the rod of Aaron among their rods. So Moses deposited the rods before the Lord in the tent of the testimony. Now, on the next day, Moses went into the tent of the testimony, and behold, the rod of Aaron for the house of Levi had sprouted and put forth buds and produced blossoms, and it bore ripe almonds. Moses then brought out all the rods from the presence of the Lord to all the sons of Israel, and they looked, and each man took his rod. But the Lord said to Moses, Put back the rod of Aaron before the testimony, to be kept as a sign against the rebels, that you may put an end to their grumblings against me, so that they will not die. Thus Moses did. Just as the Lord had commanded him, so he did. Then the sons of Israel spoke to Moses, saying, Behold, we perish, we are dying, we are all dying. Everyone who comes near, who comes near to the tabernacle of the Lord, must die. Are we to perish completely? So the Lord said to Aaron, you and your sons and your father's household with you shall bear the guilt in connection with the sanctuary. And you and your sons with you shall bear the guilt in connection with your priesthood. But bring with you also your brothers, the tribe of Levi, the tribe of your father, that they may be joined with you and serve you, while you and your sons with you are before the tent of the testimony. And they shall thus attend to your obligation and the obligation of all the tent. But they shall not come near to the furnishings of the sanctuary and the altar, or both they and you will die. They shall be joined with you and attend to the obligations of the tent of meeting, or all the service of the tent. But an outsider may not come near you. So you shall attend to the obligations of the sanctuary and the obligations of the altar, so that there will no longer be wrath on the sons of Israel. Behold, I myself have taken your fellow Levites from among the sons of Israel. They are a gift to you, dedicated to the Lord, to perform the service for the tent of meeting. But you and your sons with you shall attend to your priesthood, for everything concerning the altar and inside the veil, and you are to perform service. I am giving you the priesthood as a bestowed service, but the outsider who comes near shall be put to death. Then the Lord spoke to Aaron, Now, behold, I myself have given you charge of my offerings, even all the holy gifts of the sons of Israel, I have given them to you as a portion, and to your sons as a perpetual allotment. This shall be yours from the most holy gifts reserved from the fire. Every offering of theirs, even every grain offering and every sin offering and every guilt offering, which they shall render to me, shall be most holy for you. 
and for your sons. As the most holy gifts, you shall eat it. Every male shall eat it. It shall be holy to you. This also is yours, the offering of their gift, even all the wave offerings of the sons of Israel. I have given them to you and to your sons and daughters with you as a perpetual allotment. Everyone of your household who is clean may eat it. All the best of the fresh oil and all the best of the fresh wine and of the grain, the first fruits of those which they give to the Lord, I give them to you. The first ripe fruits of all that is in their land, which they bring to the Lord, shall be yours. Every one of your household who is clean may eat it. Every devoted thing in Israel shall be yours. Every first issue of the womb of all flesh, whether man or animal, which they offer to the Lord, shall be yours. Nevertheless, the firstborn of man you shall surely redeem, and the firstborn of unclean animals you shall redeem. As to their redemption price, from a month old you shall redeem them, by their valuation, five shekels in silver, according to the shekel of the sanctuary, which is twenty geras. But the firstborn of an ox, or the firstborn of a sheep, or the firstborn of a goat, you shall not redeem. They are holy. You shall sprinkle their blood on the altar, and shall offer up their fat in smoke as an offering by fire, for a soothing aroma to the Lord. Their meat shall be yours. It shall be yours like the breast of a wave offering, and like the right thigh. All the offerings of the holy gifts, which the sons of Israel offer to the Lord, I have given to you, and your sons, and your daughters with you, as a perpetual allotment. It is an everlasting covenant of salt before the Lord to you, and your descendants with you. Then the Lord said to Aaron, You shall have no inheritance in their land, nor own any portion among them. I am your portion and your inheritance among the sons of Israel. To the sons of Levi, behold, I have given all the tithe in Israel for an inheritance, in return for their service which they perform, the service of the tent of meeting. The sons of Israel shall not come near the tent of meeting again, or they will bear sin and die. Only the Levites shall perform the service of the tent of meeting, and they shall bear their iniquity. It shall be a perpetual statute throughout your generations, and among the sons of Israel they shall have no inheritance. For the tithe of the sons of Israel, which they offer as an offering to the Lord, I have given to the Levites for an inheritance. Therefore I have said concerning them, They shall have no inheritance among the sons of Israel. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Moreover, you shall speak to the Levites and say to them, When you take from the sons of Israel the tithe which I have given you from them for your inheritance, then you shall present an offering from it to the Lord, a tithe 
of the tithe. Your offering shall be reckoned to you as the grain from the threshing floor or the full produce from the wine vat. So you shall also present an offering to the Lord from your tithes, which you receive from the sons of Israel. And from it you shall give the Lord's offering to Aaron the priest. Out of all your gifts you shall present every offering due to the Lord, from all the best of them, the sacred part from them. You shall say to them, When you have offered from it the best of it, then the rest shall be reckoned to the Levites as the product of the threshing floor and as the product of the wine vat. You may eat it anywhere, you and your households, for it is your compensation in return for your service in the tent of meeting. You will bear no sin by reason of it when you have offered the best of it. But you shall not profane the sacred gifts of the sons of Israel, or you will die. Just as we saw coming, retribution and justice was done to the people of Israel for their foolishness. Chapter 14 was really hard to read, simply because it's just so mind-blowing to imagine that these people had seen so many miracles, so many wondrous things that you and I don't get the chance to see, except through the Word, of course, but not in physicality, you know? We don't get to see this in the physical realm. Despite everything God did, they still complained. They still failed to have faith in Him. And it was so hard to see. And it it really just reminds me of that story that Jesus told about Lazarus and the rich man. Do you remember the story? Where the rich man is in hell, looking up and seeing Lazarus, the poor man, comforted at Abraham's bosom. And one of the things he told Abraham was, you need to let Lazarus go back and let the people know, let my brothers know what's going to happen to them. That there is a hell and they're going there unless somebody tells them. And then Abraham responds by saying, they have the law and the prophets. Let them listen to them. We say, no, but what if Lazarus comes back from the dead, they will surely believe them. And then Abraham responds with, they will not believe, even if somebody is raised from the dead. And there's two truths we have to get out of that. For one is, Christ raised from the dead. Most of the world does not believe in Jesus, sadly. Which, he told the story about himself, right? But then secondly, it just goes to show why the Israelites didn't believe. Because when they have a hardness of heart, when you just have such an unbelieving spirit, it doesn't matter what it is. You can be fully convinced in your own mind of a lie. And you will hold on to that lie to the bitter end. Hell or high water, you will hold on to that lie, even though you know it's a lie. That's the shame of the human condition. And you see it so clearly here 
and you see it so clearly today, especially in this nation that I'm in with these things that have been overturned recently in the Supreme Court and the justice that God is doing for his good, and the people are rebelling. They completely oppose God. All of these things are in opposition to him. And so it, it breaks my heart to see that these people rebelled so badly against the Lord. And we have not changed in thousands of years as a people. We are the same. We have not, I don't want to say the word, but we have not evolved in this manner, right? We have not evolved at all. So when they said, you know what? After the report, well, these there's giants in the land. They're stronger than us. We're like grasshoppers to them. How did they all respond? They cried. And they said, we should have just died in Egypt. We're in the wilderness. But why did the Lord bring us up just to get slaughtered by these people? We're just going to be plunder to them. So wouldn't it just be better to return to Egypt? Let's go back to the things of Egypt again, right? So they said, well, let's, let's just make a band. Let's band together, and let's find a leader who's going to take us back to Egypt. And Moses and Aaron try to defend the Lord, along with Joshua and Caleb. And they said, this is a great land. If you trust in God, he's going to get us through this. The, the remnant. You're going to see this theme happen repeatedly throughout Scripture. The remnant. The remnant. The remnant. It is biblically factual that true believers in the Lord are a very small number. Always. There, are, again, are many Christians who are in church today who profess themselves to be Christians, but they really are not. Just like these people are. They were set aside by God as his special people, as his redeemed people. But even in their midst, there were some that were false, that did not trust the Lord. But the ones that truly trusted the Lord made themselves known by defending the Lord and his statutes to the very end. And they held to that testimony with all their heart. And you see them. There's four men here. Out of all the two million people, they are the true believers. And there may be others, but they didn't stand forward and say anything, but the whole congregation wanted to stone them for speaking the truth. That is exactly the problem with the human condition. When it is far from God and it hears the truth, it hates the truth. Why does it hate the truth? Because it hates God. It hates Jesus Christ. Why? Because Jesus himself said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. 
And so if we hate truth, we hate Christ, because the truth comes from God himself. So, same thing that's happening here, same thing that's happening in today's world. It's not a political issue. It's not a national issue. It is a completely spiritual issue. It is all in, in opposition to God. All of it opposes God because they hate God's standards. I hope for the sake of the people in America today and across the world who are also going through the same issues, for their sake, I hope that God does not respond to these issues in the way that he did here. Because it will be bad for them in this mortal coil. In the next life, you know, they, they will see judgment, no doubt. But in this world, that while they breathe, let's hope that this doesn't happen to them for their sake. The Lord said to Moses, How long will this people spurn me? How long will they not believe in me, despite all the signs which I have performed in their midst? I will smite them with pestilence and dispossess them, and I will make you into a nation greater and mightier than they. And he's not lying. He's not just doing it to test Moses. He will make us his chosen people. He will make us into a nation greater and mightier than they. But not yet. Why? Because we are citizens of heaven. And when we enter into the new Jerusalem to reign with Christ for a thousand years and then onward, that is when we will be a nation greater and mightier than they. But for the rest of them, they will be struck down. But I love how Moses defends him, because he's, again, he's, he knows that this is not exactly what God's talking about here, because he says, you don't want to do that, Lord, because the Egyptians will hear that you failed. They will hear that you failed to bring this people into the land of Canaan. You promised to get them in there, you brought them up, and then you failed. So surely this is not the end result that you want. So I pray, Lord, that you will be who you have declared yourself to be. You have declared yourself to be slow to anger, exceedingly patient, abundant in loving kindness, merciful, right? Forgiving iniquity and transgression. But he will by no means clear the guilty. You are a compassionate, forgiving God, but you will exact justice. And you will visit the iniquity of the fathers on the children to the third and fourth generation. That might be why we have family curses, because the sins of the father, or the grandfather, or the great-grandfather. So, I think the Bible says that very clearly, that the iniquities of the fathers will be visited on their children and on their grandchildren and on their great-grandchildren. So, fathers, I challenge you not to carry a family curse. Do everything you can to pray against and to conquer that family curse. 
in my family, I have family curses, such as lack of consistency on things, and alcoholism, and that addictive personality that plagues me, plagues my my dad, I see it in my kids a little bit, it's there, and I desperately want to break the family curse. And the Lord will be compassionate, and he will help us if we offer it to him. It is his will to abolish it from our lives. So he asked God to pardon them. But the Lord said, I will pardon them. I will forgive them. But they will not see this land. Anybody at this point of time who is 20 years old and over is going to die until the people are allowed to come in into the land. So anybody younger than 20 years old are going to be the ones who actually get to see this land. But the ones who are adults and are in opposition to me will fall in the wilderness. They were upset, you can imagine. And there are some people that said, you know what, we're going to continue to grumble against the Lord. And they said, you know what, we're just going to go into the land ourselves. Uh, we're just going to wake up early in the morning. We're all just going to take off to the promised land. Because we're not going to do this for 40 years. Sorry. And Moses said, why do you fight the Lord? Why do you transgress the Lord's commandment when it will not succeed? You know it's going to fail, right? God is much greater than you. And he, if he's declared you're going to fail, you're going to fail. Why would you do this to yourself? Don't go up there. Save your lives. Or you'll be struck down. And they went anyway. Stubbornness, right? And they got struck down. What a surprise, right? So, shocker. God said it and it happened. That's kind of his MO, right? That's his modus operandi. So, then we have chapter 15. In chapter 15... Despite the different um, sacrifices and requirements for different statutes, so on and so forth, there was one part I wanted to mention in here that is, is worth talking about. Um, that there is a difference between unintentional sin and intentional sins, right? Now, we understand as believers that the blood of Jesus Christ has cleansed us from all unrighteousness and that the Lord will forgive us if we ask him, if we, free, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just, right? 1 John 1, 9. But this is past, present, and future. And this includes the sins unintentional and intentional. But of course, we know that in our ignorance, God w will treat us differently in terms of if we did something in error, you know, there, there are a, there's a particular sacrifice for things done in error. It's not as severe as things done intentionally against him. And the Lord handles those things with us today in the same way. There are typically bigger consequences in our lives for things that we purposely do against him. So we should not be numbered among them who are doing this thing. We should not be doing things defiantly against the Lord. Because, as it says, that person is blaspheming the Lord. And even though God will forgive us, 
we are better than that. And we should not be looking to defy our master. Now, what I like he did, he, they did here is, you know, about the tassels. They put that little tassel at the, you know, the, the corners of their garments. And then they have a little cord of blue to remind them to not follow after your own heart or after your own eyes, after which you played the harlot. So that you may remember to do all the, my commandments and be holy to your God. That's extremely important that we remember the commandments of the Lord. This is not strictly for Israel. We as believers have to obey the Lord's commandments and to observe them. Why? Because Jesus himself said, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. Because love is not a feeling. I hope we know that by now, that love is not a feeling. Love is an action. It is something that you demonstrate to people. It's like with my wife. If I tell her I love her and I treat her like garbage all the time, it, it doesn't really seem sincere, right? Because my actions contradict my words. So if we tell the Lord, oh, I love you, Lord, I love you, Lord, and yet you purposely are living in sin, obviously your love is illegitimate. Or you are fooling yourself into thinking something that's not true. We should not be that. So we need to make sure that we do not play the harlot. We don't prostitute ourselves. We don't sell our dignity for sin and just live and wallow in sin. That should not be us. We should not stay there. But we should remember the Lord our God and hold ourselves to the high standards he put us in. And then chapter 16, we have the rebellion of Korah and his people that they thought they were somehow justified in doing this. This was a revolt against Moses and Aaron, and they rallied 250 people against Moses and Aaron, and they're claiming that Moses and Aaron just have too much authority because he think, they think the whole congregation is holy because God chose them out of Egypt. While it is true, you know, that the congregation is holy, because God has declared them as his people, and he will be their God, right? They didn't recognize Moses and Aaron as the leaders appointed by God. They just thought that they were just there trying to lord it over them. But it wasn't God's doing, it was just their doing. And so it seems that the, well, it seems like more than just being Levites, they wanted the priesthood too, and they didn't like the decisions that were made. So, a bunch of selfishness going on here, but we see that God responds in a very unique way, and he sends them alive to Sheol, as the ground literally opens up from underneath them, and they get swallowed into Sheol, which, what is Sheol? Because we're going to see that a lot in the Old Testament. Sheol is literally the word used for the grave. It's not necessarily hell, but it's usually like the grave, going into the earth and being buried, right? That is what it's being used here, so it's not hell, okay? So just to be clear on that. 
So then, um, after the people of Korah are killed, um, the people blamed Moses for their deaths. Of course. And then God again steps in. He's like, all right, I'm just going to destroy these people. I'm tired of hearing this. And then once again, Aaron and Moses step in to defend them. Aaron quickly took his censer, which was the legit fire from the altar, and used it to make atonement to the people. But as soon as he stood in their midst, is that's when the plague stopped. But until the plague stopped, it was killing people. And then you see Aaron stand in the middle of it, and then boom, it, it stops at that point. But even then, it claimed almost 15,000 lives. Chapter 17 talks about the rod of Aaron being sprouted and budding and producing blossoms and producing ripe almonds, showing that this is confirmed legitimacy of the priesthood, that Moses is not just saying this as, oh, well, the Lord quote-unquote said it, but this is because we we're, we're trying to set ourselves up here to be the priesthood. But no, this was actually established by God, and God did something miraculous to show that it was his decision. So then chapter 18 has it to where you know, the people were still pitying themselves and still moping around. So then these verses give instructions to the Levites as to um, what their portion is. And there's a couple of parts on here that were very beautiful that we have to relate to ourselves. First off, he says here, the first time this is used, in chapter 18, verses, verse 19, says, I, All the offerings of the holy gifts which the sons of Israel offer to the Lord, I have given to you and the sons and your daughters with you as a perpetual allotment. It is an everlasting covenant of salt before the Lord to you. Why is this salt? Because the things that are offered here are, have nothing to do with salt. What are we called in the New Testament? We're called the salt of the earth. We are supposed to have that unique flavor that gives the flavor to this world to show the true taste of the Lord. Just like David says in the Psalms, right? Taste and see that the Lord is good. But how are they going to taste if the Lord is good if there's no salt? And we are the salt of the earth. We are the ones who are supposed to share the message of Jesus Christ with the world. Okay. That was one thing that I thought was interesting. But you see also that God gives us his, his redeemed people. He gives us his best. He's like, out of all the gifts, in verse 29, out of all of your gifts, you shall present every offering to the Lord from all the best of them. When you have offered from the best, the rest is goes to the Levites. They the people of Israel are going to give you the best of their stuff, the first fruits. You will be the partakers of the first fruits of God. And that is my gift to you. And we do have it because not only are we experiencing the first fruits of the Holy Spirit within our lives, but the first fruits of the firstborn among his brethren, which is Jesus Christ. How beautiful is that? 
God's most holy blessings are for us. We should be humbled by this and just exalt our God in these manners. So, very good stuff to talk about here, but that's enough for today. This has already gone, according to my timer, it's gone to about an hour, so I think that's plenty for today. So, thank you for sticking with me through this uh, very interesting material that we're going through, and next time we will be going through some other drama with uh, Moses and Aaron, some sad parts here coming up, as well as the introduction of Balaam, which we will spend some time on Balaam, the prophet for hire, so to speak. So, until next time, I'm Ryan. Thank you for joining me, and have a great day. Thank you, and God bless you.